Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. think of examples of God's power on display in our world, there are many things that may come to mind. We may think of how he hung the stars in the sky, set their planets on their course, how he made the boundaries for the sea, established the mountains. We may think of stories from the scriptures of how he destroyed the earth in the flood and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire, how he delivered Israel from Egypt and destroyed their enemies through the plague and through the sea. We may think of all the many various deliverances of God's people from their many enemies. We may think of Jesus' miracles, his power over sickness and disease, his power over the raging sea, his power over demons, over Satan himself ultimately over hell and death. All of these are certainly displays of the power of God. But in today's collect, one of my favorite collects, such a beautiful collect, today's collect tells us the sort of upside-down truth, that God, in fact, declares his almighty power chiefly, chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercy and pity, both of which presume humility on God's part. You realize these are not qualities that were prized by the ancients, nor by the world. Humility, mercy, and pity. These were not considered virtues. And yet, these are the qualities which most perfectly manifest the power of God. These are the very things which reveal God as He is most plainly in himself. And where is the power of God most perfectly unleashed in this world if not in Christ's sacrificial death on the cross? The cross, which St. Paul is both foolishness and weakness in the eyes of the world. For us who believe, it is the very power of God. At the same time, the cross is that supreme display of God's humility, of his mercy, and of his pity upon his creation. That's why we can say in our collect that God declares his almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Well, if you're in need of mercy and pity, you're in luck. Because God loves nothing more than to pour out His mercy. If you're already righteous and whole and perfect and healthy uh, and don't need anything at all, you're kind of out of luck, I guess, because Christ came to save sinners. 
We read in our gospel lesson this morning, Jesus tells this parable about these two men. And he says, two men went up to the temple to pray. He tells about the first man, he was a Pharisee. The first man trusted in his own righteousness and he despised others. Being self-righteous and trusting in your own righteousness often coincides with despising others. They go together. In his prayer, he lets God know about all the good things that he does. And then the second man. The second man stands afar off. Won't even lift his eyes to heaven. And he recognizes and feels his deep and desperate need for God. He's aware of his sinfulness before the holiness of God. And he, instead of telling God about all the good things he does, he cries out to God for mercy. He feels a desperate need for the mercy of God. And the first man, despite his apparent good deeds, and they were good deeds, and we're called to do those good deeds and keep the law, But the first man, in spite of his good deeds and the keeping of the law, was actually condemned. While the second man went away justified, meaning made righteous, meaning made good before God. Why? Because he humbled himself before God and he cried out for mercy. Both men prayed. Both men prayed. One was heard and delivered, and the other remained in his sin. One was made righteous through his faith and humility. The other was not made right with God, despite his apparent good deeds. Christ came for the sick, not for the healthy. For sinners, not for the righteous. The only way that we're going to experience the power of God in our lives is by seeking his mercy. And the only way we can actually really deeply, truly seek his mercy is when we recognize our desperation for it. It's not enough, though, just to recognize our need for God's mercy. Maybe you, I know I've known lots of folks who know they are in need. A lot of people recognize they are in need. A lot of people recognize they are desperate for something. But to respond in faith, means to trust in the goodness of God and express that trust through prayer, through seeking Him, through running after His promises, as our collect also says, through prayer and repentance. That's where the rubber meets the road. We must go to the temple to pray, and then we must pray the prayer of the publican. We can be the publican and stay at home and do nothing. And that will not help us one whit. We must be the publican and go to the temple and pray as the publican prayed, crying out for the mercy of God. Our lesson today is not only that we must humble ourselves in recognition of our need for God, but that we must pursue God, seek God, cry out for the mercy of God. A few lines from our other propers in today's Mass emphasize this. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Hide not thyself from my petition. Take heed unto me and hear me. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall nourish thee. Unto thee, O Lord, lift I up my soul. God, in thee have I trusted. 
This is the cry of the Psalms. This is the cry of Christ in the Psalms. You know, nine out of ten times, or at least most of the time, when the scriptures speak of faith, what they mean, I really hope you'll remember this. Every time you see that word faith in the Bible, there's not much more important than that. Every time you see that word, I want you to think faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faith is not just believing the right thing as part of it, but it is primarily faithfulness. It is piety and devotion and perseverance and unwavering single-minded stability. It is faithfulness. And we exhibit this faithfulness to God in our prayer. We make life very complicated. Sin complicates things, brings confusion and chaos and disorder. The devil likes to complicate things. It was the devil who invented the Chinese menu. <laughs> For people like me who, too many choices. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's true. Psychologists are telling us today that a lot of people's anxieties and mental health issues are because they have too many choices. How many of our young people have no idea what to do with their lives because they can do everything? You know, if you were the son of a cobbler, you weren't anxious about what you were going to do. You were going to make shoes. <laughs> anyway. The devil complicates things. God makes things simple. Very straightforward, very simple. We don't need to be concerned about a myriad of things. We need to be concerned about one thing. And that is being faithful. That's what I want you to remember this morning. Faithfulness. I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you when you leave church today and you go home and you begin your week, I want you to figure out what that looks like for you. You need to figure that out. If you want my help, I'll be happy to help you. You do need some help, by the way, from somebody. You need, you don't just walk out of here and say, that was a nice sermon, need to be faithful. You need to figure out what that looks like. What does it look like? for you to be faithful this week, every day? How are you going to order your life, order your day? How are you going to pay your vow to God? Because you must pay your vow in the temple to God to be faithful. What does that mean for you? Go home and figure that out and do just that. And do nothing less than that. God help us through the grace of the Holy Spirit. May he prompt us. Give us the strength and the courage and the desire. And the will to order our life according to faithfulness. Not to allow anything to distract us from this pursuit. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.